Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. My lungs feel like they're closing in on me my eyes are watery have you guys have you noticed it's worse in my neighborhood there was just like a explosion at a recycling center no um in my neighborhood um <laughs> last night and there was a fire and i feel like i smoked two packs of cigarettes last night jesus christ well i mean the air quality must be really bad in la because of the fire i mean i haven't felt super affected by it but i think people who are more sensitive have been yeah it's were it but i was in like by closer to where you are earlier today and it was still bad it wasn't as bad as it is in atwater but it was it's been rough and so i feel discombobulated yeah, I had to be in um, like Sherman Oaks mm. and it was a little bit worse. Was it? I thought so, yeah. I guess it's bad because there's, I mean, there's so many fires going on. The whole the whole state is on fire. The Episode entire state is on fire. Um, I think the Getty is going to be okay. <sighs> Thank right? God. I mean, I don't give a fucking, well, I guess I care. I it's care like about art. the Getty yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't want the stuff inside to no, burn. No, no, and no. I love the Getty. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Even though the fire was called the Getty fire, <laughs> that like the Getty would be in danger. But that's why it's called the yeah no it just I didn't put two and two together you didn't consider that the Getty would be in danger <laughs> I just I just thought in my mind it was just where the um the 101 and the 405 meet I just in my head that's what was on fire but I don't think but that's, that's where true. the Getty is yeah I guess that's where the Getty is <laughs> but I just like in my head I just saw the freeway and I didn't all I think my visual of it, picture yeah it's like what you would do no, when no, you got no. off the freeway uh, um, I understand. I understand. Yeah, and that one is the most famous fire, but the Atwater Village Recycling Center fire is just as devastating. But that wasn't like that's not like a brush fire or something. That was just like the recycling center exploded. I think it's violence against homeless people. What? I just that's I don't know that that's true, but I just assume that that's true because that's that happened uh, a couple of months ago around there. Um, th- this is so horrible. I, trigger warning. 
I'm just going to say that. Oh, my God. Ryan, what are you talking <laughs> about? That, that someone lit on fire because they're horrible people. Here in L.A.? Uh, yeah, right where on the bike trail in the L.A. River, which is close to me, too. That Remember when? Oh, my this God. This is more freeway talk, but where, where the 5 and the 134 meet? That was people trying in to the river. The oh, yeah. my God. So I assume because a lot of our um, unhoused compatriots go to that recycling center to get their income. I think that um, someone probably did that. You think it was arson? Arson, yes. Arson and attempted murder. <laughs> that's what I think. Right. <laughs> no, no, you should have taken me up on that glass of Chardonnay. I have to say, I mean, like you sound, I think that you're right. You, you probably are right, but you came in hot and you are staying there. I am... I'm, yeah, I'm going to just throw wild accusations to, uh, like, about everyone that we know. Well, you don't know the guy I don't. I don't know. I hope I don't. You I will. So I'm, now you're saying, like, it could have been any one of it you. It could have been anybody. <laughs> anyone I meet on the street. I don't know. I just hope that everyone's okay and everyone could get their nickels for recycling their cans. I mean, that's crazy because why would it just explode? It doesn't make any sense. Um I do. I mean, I really, I, to be honest, I do think it was probably arson or something fishy. That's really fucked up. Yeah. Who knows? God, I hate people so much. Ugh. I wish that we just had like fair housing laws in this country. Yeah. And it's at least whatever in this city, like our city, this whole state is so fucked up and like needs like a solution for the housing crisis. Yeah. It's such a complicated issue. And, but it seems like our mayor and our city government isn't doing anything. They just erected a $16 million bridge, like down the block for me just for horses. And I guess oh pedestrians God. could use it too. I'm actually, to be honest, selfishly, I am excited to walk across it because I can then walk from my house straight to Griffith park. I mean, it's nice, but that's like $16 million that could have been used to like house people <laughs> yeah and it's like literally these people are like are like living under this multi-million dollar bridge that is going up while they have nowhere to live yeah our priorities are totally Ugh. wrong um any other <laughs> news did you listen to i finally listened to a goop podcast oh god why i listened to gwyneth's interview with carrie washington oh okay they went to they went they both went to spence gwyneth was a senior when carrie was in eighth grade and um she auditioned for the choir and I guess Gwyneth told her she could be a member of the choir because they're still friends to this day. I feel like I've heard very similar stories about like other famous people auditioning for each other in the choir. Well, there's um, another story that's similar that went the other way. Someone we know, I don't know if she would want us to tell her name, but she went to college with Anne Hathaway and auditioned for the choir and, and Anne Hathaway did not let her go into the I choir. believe that that is the story that I am thinking of and that was yeah. my mistake. You're so it right. happens. There's famous people who... Famous people do choir because like, you know, they're stars of the silver screen but before that, they're stars of their school campus and that means being in the choir, being, being the best the one. Theater, choir, uh, drill team, whatever. Yeah, you should do lots of extracurriculars if you want to be a famous movie star. Yeah, seriously, get those extracurriculars in. Um, so the the podcast was again like it was nice hearing their voices, but they're all these movie stars. They're just so similar to each other. They're all these like obviously very pretty, smart, talented women who are like type A, 
and they all have like their teams that they love and they talk about their teams Mm -hmm. and they have they all have you know beautiful husbands and beautiful children and they're just trying to like juggle all these balls in the air and you listen to it for 20 minutes and then you just want to throw your phone in the burning recycling center you know (laughs) just say recycle this recycle this um gwyneth yeah i feel like um yeah, and she used to have to recycle her own stuff, remember? They used to have to wash all their own things and take them to the recycling center. Right. Blythe, because Blythe was big into recycling. She brought Blythe and Ben recycling. Was, she, well, she made it pop. She's like what Gwyneth did for yoga, Blythe Danner did for recycling, mm-hmm. or so they so they claim. Um, what a wholesome activity for a family to just march on down to the recycling center. I wish that, well, I don't wish that we still had to do that because we have curbside recycling now. Even yeah. though that's a... That's another thing that is not real. I know. They just I know. put it in a dump. I know. Yeah. But do you, st- you still do it though? Yeah, because I don't want to be an asshole. But they don't do it. I know. So maybe we shouldn't. I do. I knew. I know someone. I don't. I really don't know who. It, I can't think of who it is. But they they make a point of not recycling because they're like one of these. You know, contrary. It's me. Is it you? Yeah. Oh, probably. <laughs> no, it's not. But do you I, not recycle? I do, but I'm not like religious about oh, it. Yeah. Like we keep our stuff separate, but for a lot of my food things, like, cause if there's like any water on it, it'll like ruin all of it. And so it's like, if I like, if I have something that has, that's not in perfect condition, I'll just be like, this will probably do more harm than good and just throw in the garbage. Yeah. Oh yeah. More. I never think of more harm than good. I always think of like equal harm equal good well i just think if you i don't know but it's like if i put something in the recycling that's unrecyclable it could contaminate a whole bunch of stuff that people are trying to recycle so i'd rather just throw it out and just put things in recycling that i know are going to be recycled yeah or you could just burn the whole place or or i just blow the whole place up it was really tulsi I mean, I feel like whatever Tulsi's opinion of it, you'd be shocked. Yeah, whatever she thinks about it, you're going to be surprised. I feel like I've, yeah, I've explored every possible angle, but Tulsi would have one that I would you never, never would have thought have of. You never would have considered. And I would be flabbergasted. And you would just sit and think about it. And you wouldn't agree with it, but you wouldn't hate it. You'd be like, what? And you would just be like, Tulsi, why? And I, yeah. And I'd be like, God, that is so interesting that you think that. Where does that idea come from? Why do you think Why are you things? so fascinating, Tulsi? She's at 5% in New Hampshire. I just, I watched MSNBC yesterday. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fine. She's like beating Kamala by like a mile, by a lot. Yeah, Kamala is not doing so well, she is she? She fire everyone. In New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, yeah. yeah. She's only in Iowa and that's not going to happen for her. Wow. I think Kamala's going <laughs> to... Off herself? No, I just mean drop out of... Oh, the, yeah. I mean off herself of the campaign. Yeah, off her, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I guess I guess uh, Tulsi's here to stay. I guess Buddha Judge is here to stay. Buddha Judge is surging a booty surge. <laughs> um, I think I Bernie's here to stay. Bernie's here he's, to stay. He's surging too, unless he uh, those stints don't work out for him. He's uh, Warren's here to stay. Yeah. Um, I love how I'm like I like I love Elizabeth Warren, and I'm gonna vote for her, and yet I'm still like, oh, she's so boring now. But that's Why? my own that's my own issue because I'm insane. I like the crazy people. You like Marianne, so I still love Marianne. Yeah. And she's here to stay she's too. I mean, to you may not have heard too much about Marianne, but she is still in the running and she is still sending me fundraising emails all oh, the time. Boy, is she. I always get these emails from the Marianne Williamson campaign and it's like looking forward and taking things into consideration or something. And I always open them thinking it's going to be like, I am suspending my campaign. And instead it's like, 
I'm just getting started and I'm asking for more money because that is the only way that we're going to win this. And I'm, by the way, I'm speaking in like Claremont, California tonight. <laughs> and it's like super. She's, she's zoned in for her campaign on like winning the Inland Empire. Yeah, she's all over California. Like, but yeah, the Inland Empire. I don't know. Does she think like maybe she's going to like run for Congress or something? Oh, is she going to move out there? Because she, she's already tried to run for Congress in on like the West Side. And I feel like if she if she can't win the West Side, I don't know how she'd win. Claremont. Yeah, I mean it's like a college town. I don't know. I think maybe she could unseat Schiff. Oh, in hall. I mean, right not here. now. After Schiff is the hero to, because um, he sponsored the Armenian genocide bill. And oh, he sponsored it. Yeah, it's his thing. He's not going anywhere. Oh well, that's good. I mean, yeah. he should have. It's great. Yeah, because yeah, there is like a really large um, Armenian population here yeah. in his like his district. His district yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and after a hundred years, they're finally getting recognized. As oh being, my god! Yeah. So, not no thanks to Turkey and Tulsi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's stop. I, I, every week I say I don't want to talk about politics, and that is just where my mind takes me. I don't know why. I mean, sometimes you're fired up, and right now is one of those times. Also, we shouldn't be doing this in the afternoon. You're too. You need your. You need to like go home and like. I, I don't know. I have a completely different energy. Well, that's the you have thing a different is, personality. Yeah. Well, because I usually don't um have work in the morning and so like maybe once a week or once every couple weeks i'll work in the morning and it's like a different because i work as people don't know i work at a cafe in a comedy in a comedy theater which is what i mean and so during the afternoon or like i'll bartend at night and it's like pretty mellow but in the morning every once in a while when i have to work people you know what guys people like to get their coffee in the morning and it's just a completely different atmosphere <laughs> and i go insane <laughs> uh so that's what that's why we're recording a little late today yeah, uh, and we're also, day, I had to work yesterday, yeah. so that's why we're, we're yeah. recording a daylight. We're sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, there wasn't much Gwyneth news. No, I'm just Googling it. There's like a CNBC thing about um, nothing, really. It's just sort of like covering. I feel like whenever you Google like Gwyneth Paltrow news or Goop news, there's some article that's just sort of an overview of Goop. And yeah. that's it. But they, there's like a new one every week, but they, there's no new information. It's just maybe she'll have said one thing that's m sort of interesting, but mostly it's just like about goop. Yeah, I think it's like a weird SEO thing that people realize there's enough interest uh, for like a constant steady stream of Gwyneth news. There probably is for every famous actor. We just don't Google the other actors. But people like those those weird Websites probably write a new article about every famous actor every week just to get the hits. Um, randomly, when I Googled Gwyneth this time, I kept getting these uh, hits from the site gossipcop.com. Okay. Do you know that one? No. It's like, it's this weird site that uh, refutes stories from gossip websites. So if there's like um, a weird story from okay or life and style or daily mail or something gossip cop will give the other side of the story that might be tipped off by the person's reps like it's it yes. i think it, for the most part gossip cop is right fair and balanced fair and balanced but it does seem like sometimes they're in the pocket of big celebrity sometime mm -hmm. and it's a in the gossip community, it's sort of a controversial website. Yeah, of course. In but, the gossip community. Yeah, well, I listen to a couple like <laughs> gossip podcasts, celebrity gossip podcasts, and they always they always take what gossip cop has to say with a grain of salt. But this time, so there there was a there was an article in the Globe uh, that was entitled um, "Gwyneth Paltrow's friends worried she's getting too thin." 
Question mark? Mm, haven't heard that. And yeah, it's it's in Gossip Cop rate, rates it a zero, which means it's total fiction. <gasps> wow. Um, so the article describes Paltrow and Goop as goofy and wacky, da da da, before digging into the actress and her alleged eating habits. According to the phony report, Paltrow is on an 800 calorie a day diet of raw fruits, veggies, and water, plus hectic workouts. Yeah, this seems. If anyone anyone who knows Gwyneth knows, she has a very balanced lifestyle. Yeah, she, this is not. This does not seem like the Gwyneth that we know. No, she's not doing this. She is all about loving life. She's about living the lifestyle of um, the girl on the boat from Talented Mr. Ripley before she finds out the truth about Mr. Ripley. Absolutely. You know? When she's just writing her novel. When she's just on a no- writing her novel and sitting on a boat. Uh, so Gossip Cop says that they reached out to Paltrow's rep not an anonymous source who tells us the tabloids article is definitely not true. I'm surprised that the rep even like took well, the time to Well, maybe answer. the rep intentionally emailed like you're saying, Gossip like maybe pop, they yeah. wanted to get in touch with them. Um, but yeah, that seems so, I don't know, this this whole sort of like eating disorder tabloid story seems very not of this time. It seems like very 10, 15 years ago, something like this would come out. I feel like Angelina Jolie, every once in a while, there'll be an article like this that comes out about well, her. Remember that weird quote that may or may not be real from Brad Pitt about like, I treat my woman right. And like one time I saw my lady was feeling sad and she was so thin. So I said, honey, why are you sad? And she told me and then she feels better. I don't remember that. Was that, was, was he talking about Angelina or Gwyneth? Angelina. Angelina. Yeah. Way later. It was, yeah. a, this oh, was a recent weird. thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure this happens kind of with all of these women that every once in a while they just take it a little too far yeah, um, and get sick and have to rein it in. Because they're balancing, I mean, yeah, getting having these perfect bodies with like a crazy work schedule. So you're always, you're going to go too far. I mean, they're kind of, they're definitely a little obsessive about their looks. Uh, um, yeah, no, there's no way that's true. Well, I have in this CNBC article that I found, I think they're reporting on the the $6,000 Vanity Fair New Establishment Summit. Oh. And um there are some quotes from Gwyneth. Um I guess during her during her speech or whatever it was, her talk, <laughs> whatever the hell she did, unclear. She was talking to the um, Jenna Lyons, the J. Crew creative. We read about Jenna her. Jenna Lyons hasn't been. What has Jenna Lyons even been doing for a decade? She, she was in Goop one time. Yeah, but like she left J. Crew what in like 2012 or something. Well, she was in Goop, and then she went to the Vanity Fair New Establishment Summit. That's all I know she about still has her. Glasses. Unclear. No picture. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Well, but she, but Gwyneth Paltrow told her that she thought she obviously had no authority to do anything and no one was going to take her seriously and blah, blah, blah. I learned so much. I made mistakes. I grew blah, blah, blah. And then they go on to say like, oh, there's all this crazy stuff like the celery juice craze and the medical medium and blah, blah, blah. And then Gwyneth said, I wrote a gluten-free cookbook like eight years ago and people wrote that child services should be called on me because I was starving my children, Paltrow told Lyons. That was a good one. And you know, now gluten-free is mainstream. So Gwyneth is claiming that she invented gluten-free too? She's claiming this. This is another quote. She's always been someone that's unafraid to push boundaries. I think you have to just have conviction that if you believe in what you're doing, that, oh, sorry. This is what she said. I think you just have to have conviction that if you believe in what you're doing. Wait, what? (laughs) Am I crazy? Oh, sorry. She's okay. I'm just going to read this whole paragraph. I think that you just have to have conviction that if you believe in what you're doing, she said, period. Am I insane or is that weird? It sounds weird. Yeah. Huh. And if you believe that. 
I'm sorry, I'm just reading the sentence over and over again. I think, I, whatever, okay. And if you believe that you're reaching people in a way that's resonant for them and positive, you just keep going. Okay. And she simply doesn't read the negative press, Imagine which I always thought. talking about yourself like that. That's so weird. Well, to me. I mean, people paid six thousand dollars to hear her talk about her business. I That's mean, true. I have a pretty high ego. I have a pretty yeah, I ego so. about it. If they were <laughs> like, "We'll pay any amount of money to hear you talk about keep yourself," I'd be like, "Well, you just have to have conviction. Yeah, and talk have about conviction. Poop all keep the time. going, and um, yeah, don't let the haters get to you." Uh, I wish I could believe she that. She said that this she, today she's the company CEO, and Goop has received over eighty million dollars in total outside funding. Funding for what? Including its most recent 50 million series C funding round in 2018, according to Forbes. Don't know what any of this means. This is like business. Talk. Yeah. Are they Are they really like, what are they trying to do? I don't, what is the end game? The New York Times reported that in 2018, the company was worth $250 million. This is crazy to me. Because Citing a source close to the company. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, maybe she's taking a page from her uh, cousin-in-law and is going to be a like the like the WeWork scammer. Maybe it's all smoke and mirrors. You think it's a scam? No, I don't think it's a scam. I think I think Gwyneth knows that the public eye is on her. She cannot she cannot participate in the scam. I think it's worth. I think it works the way that. Um, uh, I don't think it's like a scam in a traditional sense, but I think it might be sort of scammy in that like I don't think that most of their money comes from the stuff that they sell. I think most of it comes from the advertising and the newsletters. Advertising and just the the brand itself, like the 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 cachet of the brand gets this venture capital for people and getting VC to, from yeah. the for the venture, yeah, yeah, for the because a celebrity is attached to it. No, there's no way that like they're selling enough Goop Glow to make it's not the Goop Glow, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and that's I mean that is a big part of it is is Gwyneth Paltrow's celebrity. But I wonder, like, what are they investing in? Like, we know that they're making some more brick and mortar stores. Uh, other than that, that, you know, they introduce new products. But like, are they? What are they going to like? What is the end game? I just don't. Well, because the product that's the thing. It's like nothing seems to really stick with it. Like the magazine will be there for two no. or three issues and then disappear. Goop the men's is completely dead. I think it seems like they're just. I don't. Yeah, it almost does seem like a weird like way to get venture capital. Yeah, like that, investing money. But that's maybe that, that's all. You know. I mean, a lot of these, I mean, like BuzzFeed is basically just like a big advertising company. Yeah. It's just like a, that's all it is. It's just like every single, and even like TV really just, it basically exists to deliver advertising to people. That's true. I mean, they um, have that Netflix deal. Apparently the, the, that show was supposed to come out this fall. I have, I don't know when it's going to debut. Um, oh yeah. And then, well, we'll get to like their new venture, which is truly insane. What's their new venture? Well, it was like the big part of the newsletter this Wait, week. Wait, hang on. I feel well, like <laughs> no, no, I'll get, I'll get to it during very quickly. Um, but before I do that, Maggie's lost. I'm confused. Maybe I'm overselling it. I, I think I, it's a I big deal. I didn't notice a big new mm, See, um, I want to s- mention quickly, uh, I did not have, I did not try Whole30, but I just want to warn my, my father-in-law did Whole30 this okay. month. And uh, apparently, and I don't want to, like, well, he's never gonna listen to this, but he uh, reintroduced after his whole 30, he lost a bunch of weight. He looked great, but then he like reintroduced, he had a bowl of cereal with milk, like immediately after he stopped whole 30. And then he had to go to the hospital because his stomach hurt so bad. Really? Yeah. He said he felt like he was getting shot. Hmm. So I did not experience that. When I, I 
think if you do Whole30, just be careful how you enter well, reintroduce when you, stuff. Well, when you do Whole30, you're actually, you're, you follow it to the letter. And like the, the way you're supposed to reintroduce things afterwards is like, there's like a, you're not supposed to do cereal and milk together. Yeah. Like you're supposed, dairy is one of the last things you reintroduce. I think the first thing you can reintroduce are like legumes, corn, stuff like that. Things that people are like less reactive to. And then you slowly increase it. And also you do, so it's like you do whole 30 and then on day 31 you would eat like, I can't remember exactly, but it would be like beans, I think. And then you go back to whole 30 and you like take notes of like how you're feeling. And then the next day you would do grain, gluten-free grains take notes then the next day you would do um maybe by then you would start doing dairy and take notes and then back to whole 30 and then it's like so it's like the idea of it is you eliminate all of these things and then you introduce them one by one to see how they affect you oh yeah. so he doesn't know if that happened after he had did a whole 30 and then ate milk and cereal he doesn't know um, what is the thing if it was, was if it's lactose intolerant or if he's having an issue with the like gluten, depending on what kind of cereal he was eating. Wow. Well, I wish he had listened to this podcast because you would have been able to teach him. Um, did he have the book? I have no idea. I, did, I heard this like third hand from um, my mother-in-law was in town and uh, she was telling us what happened. Oh my God. But yeah, I don't know if he had the book or he was just doing it. went his to the own. hospital? Yeah. I mean, he's fine. Um, what did they say? They they didn't know. Yeah, they were just like, oh, I don't know. Um, but he was okay. Yeah, after a while, he. I think. Yeah, I think he was fine after a while. I don't know. I bet you my. Well, I don't know, but um, I so you know sometimes just straight milk like that will ooh send me to dark places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I but as a Jewish woman, I cannot endorse drinking milk or even having too much cheese. But hey. Yeah, every everybody's different. Everybody is different. He should do another whole thing. I know now he has to do a no, whole other month, which Wait, I was did he go back to it or what did mm, he do? I have no idea. I don't know. Mm. I should have I've should have done more investigative journalism. It's okay. Uh, but I'll see him different. over Christmas. So I'll, uh, please I'll find him. out. Yeah. Cause I do think that's very interesting Yeah, because people always have these like strong reactions. And to be honest, when I did the whole 30, I like, I did it. I like reintroduced everything really slow. I did everything exactly to the letter. I felt nothing. And then that was it. I didn't feel any, like I wasn't like, Oh, my body feels like this when I eat yeah. this. I didn't have anything. That probably means that you don't have any like, food sensitivities or allergies and you can just sort of eat whatever you want yeah i don't well i know that i have like issues with dairy but dairy. i already knew that mm. before because i had dairy before and that happened uh shall we move on to the newsletters we simply must now i think that maybe what i saw on the website they didn't even put in the newsletters if you I don't know what i'm I talking mean, about i mean i'm so upset because because as everyone knows, you look at the newsletters and I look at the website. So we sometimes don't get equivalent articles. Um, I mean, does it start with an F? Well, there's a few. There's like a bunch of articles. Here, let's just, let's just okay, say okay, what, it, okay. yeah, you, what you say your best and then I'll talk about mine. <laughs> what was your best? This little piece about enjoying Sunday. Oh. So this article is called... It's called Banish the Sunday Blues. Okay, I was it was my, look it, up, it was my I, saddest. It was your saddest. Mm -hmm. It was my best because look, I get this feeling of like 
when you have a weekend, I mean, I'm not working right now, so my whole life is one big weekend and that's also depressing in a different way. But when you have a weekend and you're waiting for it all week and then it's gone immediately. And by Sunday, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, I have to go back to work tomorrow. This just started. And you're like, and then it starts to feel like this is my entire life. This is all I do is this endless cycle of hating of like living for Friday, having one day where I'm happy and then being stressed out and then going and to back into it. And of course there are so there are suggestions for banishing the Sunday blues or like buying really expensive pajamas, buying really expensive blankets and stuff. And basically just like going to the farmer's market, going home and like getting under an $80 blanket from bed, bath and beyond, which is actually not that expensive for a blanket. And also bed, bath and beyond is like a pretty low brow goop suggestion. I'm surprised that it's even in goop. Unless it was this sponsored by bed, bath and beyond. I mean, I think anything in it, they're paying for it. Yeah. It says in in partnership with our friends at under the canopy, which I guess, Oh, that's, Oh, it's, it's bed, bath and beyonds. It might be Bed Bath & Beyond's like house brand. Oh, is it? Because it's the under the canopy sheet set. You can buy it at Bed Bath & Beyond. So it is It is some some like low to mid price. I like this pink blanket. The Maitlasse. And I also nice. like this like sweat suit. This like pale pink like sweats. And then of course you have your mister. And then you take a bath. Go to the farmer's market. And just like make some stew and it's basically just like a a guide for like having just like being depressed and like yeah. having depression but it does but sound I like a nice it. a nice sunday to to go to the i mean that's sort of what i do on a sunday if i because i'll sometimes have to work on the weekends but like if i don't yeah go to the farmer's market i don't lay in my bed during the day that does seem a step too far it seems a little bit depressing yeah uh, although i've been known to get in there yeah you, you can sometimes and then a stew uh, it's not stew weather so often in LA, so I, I make a few, but not that many. I've been making a lot of soup the, from Brian's, uh, from the, what's it called? The league cookbook. What are those family league cookbooks? Oh, the junior, junior league? league. Oh, I think I meant the lead, like the, the show from Comedy Central. The no, league. the junior league cookbook from Monroe, Louisiana, and it is oh. very good. Sorry to interrupt. I love those. I mean, those junior, junior league cookbooks, cookbooks are, the best. are so good. I have, yeah, I have the Pasadena one and I just got, it's not really a junior league, but I got the controversial Pow Wow Chow. Yeah, you did. Um, that Elizabeth Warren slash Cherokee had a few articles and that's basically a junior league cookbook for, um, for uh, certain indigenous tribes. Yeah. That she had, she, she had, had a recipe for she like had contributed to cheese balls or something. something like she had a few she has like a herbed tomatoes she has a bunch the tomatoes yeah all right anyway. uh, but yeah this was just sad because i was like i don't know like if you're w the whole the whole cycle of work what you, what you're saying yeah to just live for the weekend and, the, and then it's like oh we're you know i'm like looking for a job like i this is is this my goal to like have a full-time job and then and then just i don't know have this endless endless cycle and it's like what is what what even is life so it got i don't know that's why it was a little sad to me well i thought so yeah so it was sad but i also i feel like you know living like this means you have a job and that's, that's good and you can afford those farmer's market lemons in your little bag and you can afford your little knockoff like Lucé dutch oven and you can afford your diffuser diffuser and your emotional mart or martini emotional detox bath those things must not be selling well because they're they push those they're pushing so they push hard. them in everything and everybody's like oh I have to take my martini bath mm -hmm. yeah but it does seem kind of nice 
It does. But I you, do like bath salt, you bath can just soaks and salts and stuff. Tell when like a goop product is not selling well because you'll just it's keep seeing it. It's the packaging. I really think it's the packaging. It doesn't look nice. Like it looks like it just looks so like utilitarian mm-hmm. or like the type of um, uh, bath salts you would just get at CVS. It's not like the fun bath salts I feel like are in like some pretty jar or yeah. something like that. It's not exciting. Yeah, it's in like a, a weird it's like in a pouch. Bag. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so here's my best. And maybe they didn't make it to the newsletters, but they basically, Goop published a series of seemingly scientific looking journals. Oh, no. That was my, um, that was my craziest. Okay, so they have. So I they, didn't know that this was like a bit. They didn't publish scientific. They were just referencing them. They didn't uh, publish. They didn't publish these? Because the, so the, when I go on the website, the, the three top articles on Goop now are just, one is called Anorexia Nervosa. One is, well, one is just a link to like other stories, but then there's one about celiac disease and gluten sensitivity. There's one about generalized anxiety disorder. And there's one about IBS. The generalized anxiety disorder, and I believe the IBS one, although I didn't open it, but I should because that is the one that I need the most, unfortunately. were in the newsletter and they were and so wait let me open and they have one on polycystic ovary syndrome oh i have that yeah i know maybe this is for you but these were oh i'm gonna read that one on pco but they they're not normal goop articles they look like something you i mean and i don't know they're probably crazy but they look like something you would read in a medical journal so no okay so the ibs one is just like supported by science and this is in the newsletter and it's just like your standard Q&A like what's IBS and how do you cure it well, that's not what I then that's different than but the the one that's my craziest is called a closer look at generalized anxiety disorder when you open it and yeah it's like our science and research yeah. team is compiling the most significant studies and information on an array of health topics conditions and diseases if there's something you'd like them to cover please email us at editorial at goop and then there's a table of contents with a drop down understanding generalized anxiety disorder, potential causes, how it's um, diagnosed. And then every single thing has like a little, almost everything has a source next to it. So Goop has compiled these. It's not, they're not doing their, they're not doing their own research, No, but it does look like they're like the fact that there is a science and research team. I didn't, I sort of knew that they were going this way in the back of my mind, but I didn't realize it. And Gerda is heading up, the team like this is her project so i'm i'm glad for gerda that she's able to use her expertise in doing more than than selling vibrators to uh to women but it seems it just seems crazy like it seems like they're doing it to spite the jen gunters of the world to be like oh no we have 200 million dollars in vc we can just like spend money on scientific research for no reason it's just it's crazy yeah i mean i don't think they're do i don't think they're doing actual scientific research i think that yeah they're like they have an editorial department that's job is to like source things and make sure that there's like there are scientific there are published papers that will support whatever they're saying i didn't click through and read what all of these are some of them are from like really broad groups broad sources that like anyone would be able to find like the american um psychiatric association Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um and some of them are just sort of have like the names of the authors and the date that they're published but i don't see where they were published so that makes a difference when you're 
trying to find out if the source is credible or not because there are so many different scientific papers and some of them are journals and some of them are like where like Will Cole publishes his bullshit or Gundry publishes his bullshit or whatever. I'm not saying that's where these come from. I just haven't, I don't know where they come from. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the reason that I put it as my craziest is just because it was so, it just felt so defensive. Absolutely. I mean, they got, you know, sued and, and, uh, had to pay out some money a couple years ago for what was it? I don't even really remember what it was about. It was, um, yeah, they said false claims about false, something. something, but yeah, now th- this whole team. So they had that link like meet, meet group scientists. So it's Gerda. And then, um, there's another woman named Leah Bedrosian who is an MPH. I don't really know what that means. MPH. Yeah. She, she has an MPH in environmental epidemiology. Okay. Uh, and then there's a product development team where there's a, a PhD um, in food science and another lady has a BS. Bachelor of Science. Bachelor of Science. <laughs> it just says BS from UC Davis. She has a bachelor's degree. So yeah. In nutritional science. Yeah. Um, and then another PhD. So that's like people that are, I guess... Well so educated. they're they're well educated. They're like they're they're qualified to do this. Yeah, but they're all sort of handpicked. I think to uh, they've done research and and agree with some of Goop's wilder claims. Like this research scientist, he is known for conducting investigations of vitamin D status in elite athletes. Um, so they they're and uh, nitrate supplementation so they're, they're sort of on the on the fringes perhaps but i'm glad that they can all get a job i just don't know like if we're <laughs> we're doing this pod, podcast every week i'm not gonna read these scientific articles like i'm not, that's no not gonna be gonna part of no. that's the thing yeah. that's crazy about it no one is gonna go on goop and comb through all of this information which i think my guess is probably it's a combination of good sources and bad i i would assume probably um but n- i it's not about that it's just about having something to point to and say, look what we did. So you can't say that we're anti-science yeah, when yeah. we're really just about finding new information, which is kind of fun, I guess. Cause it's so, um, it's just so dramatic, but it's not, I don't know if people, if that's going to be a good resource for people or not. Yeah. It's probably just advice from their lawyers saying what they <laughs> it seems need like to something do. Their lawyer told them to Cause do like, like no a- other, I mean, I just don't know an equivalent company that would take the time, energy, and money to to do this I stuff. I mean, what other like women's magazine has something like that? Well, be, the other thing is that like if you read an article in a regular women's magazine, even like Cosmo or Elle or any of these, you have um, you trust them to be well sourced and fact checked and to be publishing factual information. I mean, they magazines like that tend to yeah. be. Uh, correct it's journalism well, yeah wasn't that the whole issue with goop's um partnership with condé, condé nast, nast was yeah. condé nast had these fact checkers yeah so i don't know and now it seems like goop is going to the other extreme well it's not because the it's still say, staying like in that same realm of kind of pseudoscience where the fact that they're pub- they're posting these links to or they're not even links these sources to these um articles which without links or with you would have to go through and independently fact check all of this yourself still uh 
it still doesn't make it journalism. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you wouldn't need all of that. But it's just a bombardment of sources. A I bombardment mean, there's like of information. 30 different uh, articles, 40 for, and, and it's just, it's just like um a, so much information. It's sort of like, I guess politicians, if they have, if they put something on their website and it's like so much because they're hoping that people don't comb through all of it and see what the discrepancies are. Right. That's what it sort of seems like. Goop or is like doing. Stephen Gundry's book. Yeah. The back, his, the index of his book is wild. I mean, there are links where he'll just put like a, you know, a footnote or something and you flip to the back and it's some YouTube video or something. Right. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, I don't know some of it, but then there's also like the CDC and just like, all, it's just all over the, yeah. the board. And these sources do seem like it's, uh, let's see. I mean, it, it looks very official to me. And so I, but, and cause they all have names and dates. I mean, I think you should, well, yeah, but like, um, pseudoscience people like functional medicine practitioners have figured out how to copy totally. the style of a scientific journal and they've been doing it for uh, like 20 years so just probably longer so just like still be mindful oh absolutely well that's the thing is like i would love to be mindful but i'm just not gonna read them because i'm not gonna read boring. it either but i'm just not gonna that's the thing i'm just gonna not trust goop as a as like a news source <laughs> no, and i think that's probably a source the best for, for, for entertainment yeah, yeah for entertainment and and this is entertaining but but this know. is not entertaining that's the problem is like i mean the fact that they did it is entertaining that is entertaining and like clicking through there's new stuff to click on you can like oh drop down click it back up and it's just like meet our scientists and i love that like the clip art because for for like the ibs clip art it's a woman like holding her stomach because it makes your stomach hurt but for the anorexia clip art it's I guess they don't want to trigger people by showing, <laughs> but it's just like a very like thin flowers that are not blooming. Yeah. It's just kind of a sad picture from here. It's just looking at the little thumbnail. It looks like rain on a window, yeah. like raindrops on a window. Uh, and then for obviously for celiac, it's like a wheat farm for, I, for anxiety disorder. It's a woman that looks like she has a beautiful house in the hills with a great view, but she's not enjoying the view because she's crouching down and full of anxiety looking between her legs um which definitely happens it's not you can have general anxiety disorder and be have a nice house i know that's what i have you don't have a nice house though i don't have a nice house i mean you have a nice apartment i'm just saying you're not like a rich lady with a mansion and a porch stand on my tiptoes and look at the hills but i can't look down from the hills you can't look down on the people, which is what you want to no, do. Absolutely. Yeah. I can look down on my cats. That's yeah. That's it. why I have a dog. So I can kick him around. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I never kick you, baby. I don't know where he is. Oh, uh, right. Well, okay. So science is part of Goop's mission statement. Now, whether it's real or not, it's a lot of words. They put a lot of effort into something and we're not going to continue. No. Re- um, researching it. No. What? was your worst my worst is back again my least favorite thing and the thing that i can't take anymore um i think it was in which article which newsletter was it in um i guess it was in the the monday one and it was called six subtly flattering essentials for people who hate makeup oh yeah i saw that and i was listening to this other podcast today called con artists 
And this this episode was all about a beauty um, guru from the Victorian era named Madame Rachel, who was a, just a con woman who had these really expensive um, tinctures and stuff that women would buy for the equivalent today of like 1500 pounds sounds familiar but the reason that it worked was because makeup was considered to be really vulgar so women wouldn't want to wear um and it also wasn't like very well developed it like went on it was like paint it like looked really crude so women didn't want to be no seen as wearing makeup mm. they just wanted the beautifying effects so her whole thing was it was these like natural treatments so you didn't need makeup and it would just make you look beautiful anyway. And it was just like, I think they said it was like sand and stuff. Like it was just <laughs> bullshit. Um, she did some weird thing where she would like plaster over your entire face because to make you look really white and pale mm. because at the time the most, like all the women wanted to look as white as possible. And the reason for it was that, um, it looked like you were uh, like about to die from tuberculosis and the Victorians thought that meant you were hot. Yeah. Hey, this really hasn't changed much. No. And it's just crazy because, um, I mean, I don't think people want to look like they have tuberculosis anymore, but when I was listening to it, I was like, this is fucking goop. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that it's just sand, but they just sell this shit and they're like, this is even more expensive because it means you don't even need makeup. It just means you're naturally beauty. I mean, naturally beautiful. It's the same exact thing. Women don't want to be seen as wearing a ton of makeup. They want to be seen as having like natural beauty. Yeah, it's like a, it's a class status that you, if you, you can afford it. Yeah. You can afford to look naturally beautiful rather than the cheap shitty women who have to wear actual makeup. Yeah. Cause like in Victorian times, it was just like actresses and prostitutes, sex workers who, uh, who wore it. And then now it's everybody, but still the good stuff you can't tell. Huh. So this, so this six way, what were the six ways to, well, it was also, it was just the same old crap, which yeah. is like, first of all, a ton of makeup. And it's pretty close to what I already sort of do because I do not really like to wear a lot of makeup and I do prefer this. So you know, it's like a little bit of concealer, the fucking bombier beauty thing with, I think I finally lost mine, which is like good. I needed to get rid of it. I'm sure it was like covered in bacteria. The one I had was so old, this mascara, which another thing I'll get to the mascara stuff later, tinted moisturizer and then actually tinted oil, which I actually want really bad. Um, and that's only $42. I may get that actually, but still in so okay look is it working yes <laughs> do i want this yes but i'm just sick of talking about it and i'm sick of like trying to have to feel like i just I, i'm sick of trying to make myself like perfect i wish i could just be like yeah we all wear a bunch of makeup and like bring back girdles bring back let's make makeup a thing like give me a wig like i don't want to have to like work this hard i just want to like put a facade yeah. i mean that'll probably there'll probably be ebbs and flows stylistically like that heavy makeup aesthetic maybe will come back it'll just be like like maybe drag will become i mean it's desirable. out it's all well it's out there it's just like i feel like it's for younger for, yeah. people like when women i think when like girls like who are um or anybody who's in their 20s and they're doing these like crazy makeup styles 
Oh, yeah, like the contouring, all that makeup the tutorial. The super contouring and like a, like all the euphoria eye makeup that's like popular. Yeah, Billie Eilish. All, the- all this shit is fun, but if I was wearing like glittery eyeliner or whatever, I think I would look like a real, I would really look sad. Like I a mean, burning, a man per. I mean, there's, if anyone watches Real Housewives of Orange County, the new lady, her mother is named Dr. Deb and she's in her 70s and yeah. she dresses like a five-year-old. Oh my God. Um, and it's truly the saddest thing you've ever and seen. And she's a doctor? She's a doctor, but she's also a burner. She started going to Burning Man in her 60s. Yeah. And it came out this past week that she's also like a virulent racist. Uh, mm, all so, checks out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all checks out. And she, <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, she's from yeah. yeah. Uh, I got, yeah. I don't know. I... I don't wear makeup, so I have nothing to add. That's Fine. it. <laughs> my my worst was the stupid Ingoop health that's coming to the Bay Area. Oh, really? In a couple of weeks. Okay, so here's my thing. I grew up in the East Bay. Yep. I'm proud of growing up in the East Bay. I know. They say like. I forget what it exactly they say, but like San Francisco bitches Ingoop health, and then it turns out no Ingoop health is not in San Francisco. <gasps> Is it in Oakland? I was like, oh, is it in Oakland? No, it's not in Oakland because they would have probably said like Oakland or something. It is in Richmond, California, which I'm like, you should say Richmond's name because it is an important city and it's not cool. It never was cool, but it was where the shipyards were. And um, in post-World War II, a lot of African-Americans um, went like came from the South uh, the great migration up to Richmond to get jobs. So it's like a historically black suburb. And uh, they also have like a very progressive government. Now they were the first city in the country to elect, I think like an all green party ticket. Oh my God. This is like pre Jill Stein green party. This is like good green party. Okay. Um, and it's like turned the city around and it's like coming up and now goop is going to Richmond and they should say we're going to Richmond. This is cool. Like we're, um, we're gentrifying They're, the shit out of this place. I, I mean, it does kind of, I mean, I feel like, um, you know, Last Black Man in San Francisco was a really big <laughs> yeah, movie this year. Yeah. I feel like the idea of them going to like, and I I feel like that movie, I don't know where they're supposed to live, but like they even are by like the docks and they're talking about how like they talk about like being. Oh, yeah. From, like I, I feel like it, I don't well, know. Last Black the, Man in San Francisco is in the, like the Fillmore District, which is the historically black neighborhood in San Francisco, oh. which has been, I mean, I don't know how realistic that movie is because I'm, I, I, well, and I'm an outsider. I've never lived in San Francisco, but like, it seems like that neighborhood has been gentrified for as long as I've been alive. Yeah. And maybe, but, but in the East Bay, yeah, Richmond has always been sort of like an industrial working class suburb. And so um, it's like getting gentrified right now and they're a part of it. I, well, I didn't even know it was really getting gentrified, but obviously it it must be. I mean, maybe they're like, "Mm, it wasn't, but if not, if we have something to say about that, maybe there should be last black man in San Francisco too, starring Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Going to Richmond. But I was like, Oh, at least say the East. I mean, they, I think they say the East Bay in small print, but they say it's not in San Francisco. So, it's in, and it's not even in, it's in Contra Costa County, which is the county I grew up in that no one even cares about because everyone's like, oh, San Francisco, uh, Oakland, Marin County, all these things. But Contra Costa County, that's the real East Bay. 925, baby. That's what I'm saying. Well, say. that's where Goop is going to yeah. be. So they agree with you, but they're just but not. But they're not saying it. Well, maybe they're just kind of being general because people don't know, don't know what, what that, that is. Means. Yeah. Hilltop Mall. That's where I used to, that was. Maybe it'll be at the Hilltop Mall. That was the McDonald's I would go to as a little kid was in the Hilltop Mall because my mom 
would never let me go to McDonald's. So when I went, when I was with my babysitter, Anna, mm. uh, who lived in Richmond, um, we would go to the Hilltop Mall McDonald's and I could have a happy meal. Hell yeah. And not tell my mom. Thanks, Anna. Yeah. Uh, what would you try? Or you, because your craziest was my the, craziest um, was that yeah, thing, yeah. And my saddest was the Sunday. Um, okay, so I would try the to get some sleep. Gerda had a piece about how to get more rest. Was it look? She had a great point in there about how alcohol is really bad for sleep, which is it is. I always think I needed to unwind, but if I drink too close to bedtime, I can't sleep at all. She had a great, and she yeah. also said to take. Um, melatonin and to t- do the G-talk well, to eat the goop chew which is basically the whole thing was about goop, goop chew yeah but I do need to get better sleep so I just put it down <laughs> on my yeah, list yeah hey sleep is fucking tough nut to crack yeah Um, yeah I use a combination of prescription and over-the-counter methods and barely get enough sleep it's hard I think that you have to like um really have like a really good bedtime routine but then for me i have to then disrupt it so that i learn to long for it mm-hmm. then go back into it then once that starts getting boring disrupt it kind of how i live my whole life yeah well that's i mean that's like anything exercise like you have to sort of shake things up to have it keep giving you a good effect i guess for me i'll get like a terrible night of sleep and then the next night i'll be so tired that i get a good night of sleep but then because I got a good night of sleep the next night, I won't be that tired and not get a good night of sleep. See, I will get a terrible night of sleep. And then the next night I have anxiety and then I have another terrible night of sleep. And this will just go on for a really long time until like I finally just crash. Well, it looks like both of us could use some goop chews. We need medicine. Gerda, help us. Help us, Gerda. Uh, my try was, oh, the one it was the one that was... Um, there was the article that the the ad for the kettle one botanical vodkas oh there was an ad for the kettle Another one. one yeah so this is i like lady. those ads because i like that vodka it does sound i still have never tried it but this really? is a lady sylvana ward durrett who it was it's sort of like trying to do her evening routine even though they they didn't even go that far in making it like an interview they're just like she drinks kettle one botanical vodka and that's the only thing she does but oh, her, but her li- thing about unwinding at the end of the day yeah and her life that that was what i would try is just like oh i wish i had her life to try like the path that she forged of working at vogue for 14 years she like planned the met ball but then she married this um not even hedge fund it's a oh private equity firm guy. I don't even know what pr- that means. Is that the same as a hedge fund? Private equity? Um, yeah, I think so because I think it's like money management. Okay. So like the hedge fund is like the type of um, like stock that you're investing in, like the stock portfolio that you invest oh. in. And then the private equity would probably like, so it's probably about the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, she married one of those guys and he's like blonde and doughy. Um, and then she could just quit her job. And now it says that she... Oh, she co-founded an online children's boutique and then she no. just drinks kettle one. But then it's like she makes sure that she gets home. She says she makes sure she gets home from work at five every day. And I was like, where do you work? You have an online boutique. Where are you going during she the day? She doesn't work at Vogue? No, she quit Vogue when she married this dude. So I was like, what, what is your work? It's like employees in an office. At an online boutique. 
yeah. Oh yeah, I guess so. I was. I mean, like, don't you think Goop has an online? <laughs> yeah, that's true, and that Goop is an online. Like boutique. everything is online now. <laughs> I just assume if it's online. You think online, Netflix is like from someone's, from house? someone's house? But like, her business can't be that. How many employees does she have for? Online? I mean, oh my god, it's probably like at the Wing or something. It's called yeah. It's probably at Wing or WeWork or something. It's called Maisonette. So that just if it's like a I don't know if it's a portmanteau of Maison and Marionette. It's, it's just what if it's just a warehouse full of marionettes. She's, she's crazy she and she just goes there day. and she's like a spooky halloween serial killer when she like has a different marionette for like yeah. everybody that like in like the sorority that she's gonna kill oh my god so she does that all day she just like plots murders and mm-hmm. plays with her marionettes and then at five she changes out of her spooky halloween costume <laughs> goes home with her boring doughy husband and stupid kids and drinks um Kettle a kettle one, one vodka. botanical vodka and does a goop interview. That sounds nice. What does she, does she make a cocktail with the kettle one or does she just uh, drink it straight? I don't think she makes a cocktail, but they do have a few on the list. They were like, they're all sort of variations of highballs and Negronis and stuff like that. There was one with like a peach thing. I don't know. It's all so intense. Yeah. Oh God. And she's like, her and her husband are like my age and it just, they're, they just seem so grown up. Oh. But it's okay. They they have a fireplace too, and they have like a whole brownstone in Brooklyn. Ugh. It's so insane, like you know, when you're like, oh my god, I really fucked up when I decided to go into the arts because yeah. I was really stupid. Because I could have been like, I could have had so much I know, money I right now. I could have joined a private equity firm. Totally, if uh, you wanted to. Because yeah, this guy I looked up her husband too, and he were, it's called Hellman and Friedman, mm-hmm. and it just looks so scary because the website is so just functional it's not like a cool website at all and it's just all like clip art of all these like old white guys smiling at each other <laughs> and there's one woman i on want a woman um and it says yeah it must be something shady because it says hellman and friedman is one of the oldest private equity firms in the country but it was founded in 1984 which is like the height of the cocaine epidemic in on wall street so, <laughs> so you think they're coke dealers i just think they're i think it's like some shady thing that Bernie's going to get rid of or Elizabeth Warren is going to try to get rid of. Well, I feel like whatever private equity, I don't, I feel like Bernie Sanders doesn't like private equity firms. No, exactly. He's going to get rid of them and then they're going to have to move on. She's going to have to really step it up on her online marionette store. But doesn't that just mean like a financial service? Like they do like financial planning for people with a lot of money. That's what I thought. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea. It was like your, your private, like you're a person and it's your equity. (laughs) Sure. Right. That's yeah. It's like, uh, it's like Maisonette. Yeah. Marionette. Maison. No, I got a, I got a head shake from Uh someone in the audience. from, From someone who knows about private equity. Yeah. Well, well, we'll we'll figure it out later. I'm sure someone will contact us. If and tell you us all about know it. about private equity, please do not tell us. Because is it about it is like, so fucking boring? Oh wait, is it like when you don't when you is it like equity that's not invested in the stock market? It's that's what it has to okay. be. It's not invested in the stock market because it's not part like public. Oh, businesses are public. So you could be Goop has private like you could invest in Goop. Goop is private equity, so it's like if you're doing like VC. Is that it? Yes. Woo! We, well, I didn't figure it out. You figured it out. I got to the bottom of it. Yeah. Oh, this is so boring. God, I couldn't be a part of it. No, I couldn't I, do like, it. And I would have a whenever. panic attack. I'd be like, I can't. I don't know. It's too much money. Just like go put it in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. Open a savings account. Uh, what would you buy if okay, you so had a private equity husband? <laughs> my private equity husband would buy me the $62 mascara and he wouldn't even know that he had done it. Um... It's from Ask Jean, and it's like, I want this clean mascara. That's great. Another bullshit question. And Jean is, you know, 
yada, yada, yada about mascara. And she recommends this one called I Love You Mascara, like EYE Love You. Oh, boy. And, you know, whatever. It's supposed to be super great. And the thing, here's the thing about me and mascara. I've never bought um, an expensive mascara. I've always bought drugstore mascara because that's the one thing that I, I can't imagine that there's a difference. Yeah. Um, I feel like mascara is great. I have almost never noticed a difference between one mascara or the other, unless it was like incredibly shitty and really clumpy, but that's not most mascara is like basically identical to me. So, but I have this sneaking suspicion that I'm missing out on something. And now I'm thinking, should I get a department store mascara? Actually, I did used to get, there was one mascara that I used to get that was really, really nice. How much is a nice one? I mean, they can be expensive. Like this one is like $62. Oh, yeah. um, I'm sure they can be more expensive than that. But and the drugstore one is what, 10 bucks? Yeah, like 10, yeah. 10 between like 10 and 15, I guess. Uh, and then you, or you could just get uh, like eyelash implants. Or like those those red, eyelash, um, like permanent eyelash yeah, extensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess. But those are expensive. And I... It looks painful too. I don't think it's painful. No. I think it's just like you have to sit there with your eyes closed for a really long time and have them put them on one by one. And I just think it's like... I don't look good with fake eyelashes because usually they just... They make me look like a cartoon character. Like I already have pretty long eyelashes and whenever I have fake eyelashes on, even when I get the ones that are like only on the outside, like the, you know what I mean? Like on the, cause like when you put mascara, like your eyelashes, you want them to look like oh, longer yeah, on yeah. the outside than on the inside. Even when I get those, I don't know. It's like it, it, I think because my, sorry, this is boring, but I really think because of my problem where like my eyebrows got droopy when I turned 30 and I've been obsessed with this for so long it makes me just it look i look like a doll or something like it looks crazy i doubt it no no no. i don't look good with fake eyelashes okay. on i really don't look good i can't imagine i just th that would be fun like you just i'd never see you with fake eyelashes <laughs> it would be funny to me i mean i don't wear them because yeah. i look bad in them but i have never worn fake eyelashes i have like pretty good eyelashes too you have great eyelashes like, yeah. So that's one thing we don't need. Uh, what I do need, however, what I would buy is a nice expensive sweater. And I know Goop really did not even go try very hard making their men's section uh, happen. And it seemed like they gave up very quickly. So there's no men's Goop sweaters. But the sweaters that they do have on the complete 2019 sweater edit look very comfortable. The copy is stupid because they're talking about like, oh, if you want to cuddle up watching season two of Succession on the couch, it's just like the most fucking basic shit. And I love Succession, but like, I don't know. But these sweaters are great. My one time, well, my mom has bought me a lot of nice stuff over the years, but I remember one time, I think we were at like a Nordstrom or something. And I just mentioned, oh, like there was a, a nice sweater. And I was like, oh, I would love that sweater. And then like three months later, it was Christmas and she had bought it for me. Oh, and it's that's so nice. really nice. And I've had it, it, I've had it for like 10 years now. Probably Aww. should get rid of it. But it's a nice, it's like an orange sweater with brown patches on the elbows. I think I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to invest in a new nice sweater. And yeah, wear it. I would too. I, ha I got a pretty nice sweater at Target. <laughs> yeah. They, Target has great stuff now. Yeah. Uh, they're, 
they have like a new men's brand. God, now I forget what it's called, but it, all the stuff looks to me at least it looks so hip. I know it looks so yeah. hip to me too. Yeah. I got a bunch of stuff. I went, I had a little mini shopping spree at Ooh. Target. I got two jackets. I got a, like a prairie dress. Okay. I got a green sweater. That sounds great. The last time I got clothes, oh, it was when this summer I got like a couple cute pairs of shorts and like an oversized um, tie dye pink long sleeve shirt for the lake. That's nice. Um, oh, and we got those Marianne Williamson for president t-shirts. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that, that counts. Shopping. Yeah. Uh, I wore my my mother in law is in town to watch my my husband has a play that's going on that he wrote and she came down and watched it and they came back to the apartment after the show and I was just like in my uh, like basketball shorts and in my like bright blue Marianne shirt. Yeah, <laughs> like back. welcome to LA. And she's like, she looked at it and it, you know, it says like, uh, like live, laugh, love. I forget what the, there's Something. like a, there's some slogan. Says like Marianne. And she's like, Marianne. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's like that crazy woman that's running for president. And she's like, oh great. Yeah. I hate that Donald Trump. And I'm like, yep, me too. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> no. no. Everybody likes Marianne. Yeah. Look, no one gets mad about Marianne except for Jen Gunter. No, that's true. And certain older gay men who lived through the AIDS crisis. Yeah, but not all. Just some. Not all. Some, yeah. To each his own. Yeah. All right. That's it. My brain has completely shut down. I think you did pretty well, honestly. I did okay. I'm you definitely would... running on fumes. All right. Well, I, I'm into it. I'm into I it. I, I need to, yeah, I need to hit stop very soon. Okay, great. Okay. Well, if you like this podcast, please rate us five stars. Um, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Goop Yourself. Um, on Twitter, although we never really tweet, at Goop Yourself. Um, and buy our merch from our Teespring store. And... That's it. That's it. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 